0: what is up y'all welcome back to another episode of the stuttering christian podcast i am your host samantha and this episode is lit and as i always say it is lit for the lord am i right yes yes (laughs) on this episode i have my sweet friend Kim me um she is a two time guest on this podcast and it is a long one so i'm dividing it up into two parts so i hope you enjoy oh how are you doing i'm good
1: i'm going to pour a cup of coffee right now so if it sounds weird that's what i'm doing <laughs> i am good um, it has been a fight to get on this zoom call this morning. So I am assuming there is something anointed that we are about to say, because, mm-hmm. listen. oh my goodness, but I'm doing good. I'm definitely really busy and prepping for going back to school in like a month now, which is crazy to think about. So a little bit nervous for that, but also just trying to get things done so I can feel ready to go. Yeah.
0: Woot at School and yeah. adulting and yes, oh <laughs> craziness, bro. Oh man, it's okay. Did yes? Did you know that you are the first? First, words are very very hard. Um, <laughs> you are the first two time guest guest. Oh my. No way. (laughs) I don't feel like I deserve that. That is so cool. (laughs) Girl, we don't speak negative. You're right. You do. You do deserve. Oh my goodness. So
1: So cool. That's awesome. I remember when you were first like starting it and telling me about like starting your podcast and like now just to see how it's growing and the the guests that you've had on the show too like just the the words of wisdom and the power that has been coming out of this this podcast is so so cool to like have been here from the beginning
0: (laughs) yes so who is your favorite guest besides yourself who is your favorite favorite guest that I've had on the podcast so far oh I hate to say
1: this because he was like the last one, but man, John, like literally, oh my goodness. Yes. I am so jealous that he was your youth pastor growing up because <laughs> that man has wisdom just pouring out of his mouth. I, oh man, it was so good.
0: Yes, he's, man, he is just a hoot, but all also like he... Is the reason like the start of my just like call into mm. ministry that my whoops, oh, my former youth pastors don't fully understand that they played such a big role in my right. in my life to go into a career that is petrifying, but knowing that I've had their support since day one has just been amazing
1: Mm, that's so cool I know we don't like I I feel like getting into ministry now too and like you being a youth pastor like you probably don't even realize the impact that you have on your students that might like further them into their career or their calling or their purpose and like it's not even necessarily something that you do but it's just how like the spirit moves through you and uses that environment but like it's the same thing at camp too, because we always say like we want this to be an environment where like the next Billy Graham could like get his calling. Yes. <laughs> like we don't know about these students like they come to camp and like for me I know I had such profound experiences at camp I'm sure you can say the same (laughs) Um, that like spurred me to want to be with the Lord and even if it wasn't like I received my calling at camp there's a lot of students that do at like 15 16 like years old they get their calling like while they're here it's so cool
0: (laughs) yes I've I've had a few reach out saying that because of you i'm thinking on going into ministry and believe me i cry every time i'm just like i was just being me i i Mm -hmm. was i was just being my goofy self and that led them into wanting to work in a church or work at a camp one of my former campers I love her and I still love her, but man, she, I am convinced I got gray hair because of her. Oh, and if she is listening, know that I still love you. Just when you were at that age, it was stressful, but she reached out to me and said, Hey, I'm considering working at camp like would it be fine if I put you down as a re- a reference and I'm like mm-hmm. girl, girl girlfriend if you put me down as a reference no there's like a 99 chance you will get the job yeah <laughs> like <laughs> so true
1: I had the same thing happen with one of my campers for the summer I was like girl I'm literally like I'm involved in the hiring process of like the next summer staff and so like I went to the director and was like hey one of my campers is applying
0: <laughs> I'm also her reference so yes so, do you want to hire her <laughs> oh my like in the spring I'm going to talk with my youth and ask them are you thinking about working at camp is this yes. so- something that has been stirring in your life that you were still unsure and if so let's chat and I will tell them the ins and outs the highs and the and the lows and even and my youth my high school youth know this story but even coming across campers who have foot fetishes yeah oh no yeah yeah
1: yeah yikes can't say I've had that happen, hallelujah! But oh my goodness,
0: yeah, that's that is a story I'll 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 share another time. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Oh man, so let's start with you and your um, conversation ta- topic that you sent me that yes. within this week it really like hit home. Mm. Where I was like, ooh, like that was on the back burn- burner. And now I'm just like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. I wish I yeah. knew of this when I was first starting in my career. Mm. And that is isolation, yeah. feeling lone- lonely versus uh, just loving your alone time right for 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 me I'm like in the middle where it's taken years to real realize where I'm isolating myself versus where I am just mentally drained and I just Mm -hmm. need to be by myself and I just with what you said about it and you can talk more on that it just speaks so true within men ministry because mm-hmm. working in a a church is amazing you see kids grow um accept jesus christ into their heart and all yeah. of this stuff but there is also the part of being sing- single in men ministry that can be very mm-hmm isolating. And I've been extremely, extremely blessed to have a pastor that understands being single in ministry because he was once in my shoes. And now he is a super smart man that has been mentoring me and helping me through this process of when I start to feel like I'm isolating my myself that's when I need to get up walk downstairs and talk to a staff just about anything and Mm -hmm. it's something that it has made me grown like grow in my faith because I yeah it's just a crazy thing that first I was like sad. I was like, man, I am single in ministry. This sucks. And, but there's also a joy part of it that you can learn how to, for one, grow in in one's faith, learn how to grow in your life as being a quote unquote adult, and just learning how to love deeply in the midst of being all, all alone. And yeah, I just want to hear what you think on it and we could and we just chat
1: chat more. Oh my goodness. Well, that is so good. Like everything you just said, I've just been over here literally like you've seen. It. I'm like, yes, speak, speak. Oh my goodness. Well, because I have just like firmly realized in the last year and a half that isolation is like at least in my life and I think for a lot of people depending on their personality a number one tactic that the enemy uses to to bring you down and especially in ministry and especially in leadership um, because those positions are so influential and powerful um, for the the lives of others and the impact that you have around you like that's of course what the enemy is going to go after is like those leaders the people in ministry and isolation is such a, a sneaky one. I feel like because it can come up on us so fast and we don't realize that we've been isolating ourselves until it's almost too late in a sense. And I use air quotes when I say that because it's not too late for you to reach out, but it feels sort of like um, you're unable to reach out because you're so far like isolated. You're like, I don't even know how to do this anymore. Like, how do mm-hmm. I just communicate? How do I, have community. And, and what I've realized is, is community is such a intrinsic part of our lives and our identities because we're made to have communion with God. And so our relationships and community with each other is meant to be a reflection of that. And so when we don't have that, it's like, we're missing this huge part of our identity and who we're supposed to be because God made us like all together, he wouldn't have just made like one person, you know, he made, he made Adam and Eve because Mm -hmm. he knew like, and we're supposed to reflect the glory of our relationship with God through each other. But, um, and I, I think that's why, like, it's such an attacked form, especially in our day with everything that we have with media and everything, like praise God that it's connected you and I like social media. Amazing. (laughs) So like, there's always those benefits, but um, like the retraining that's happening in, in the generation that we're in, like in our minds of like how community works and how we can communicate with people and connect with people is, is honestly really scary because it could take us down a path of just like pure isolation. And yeah. I think that's what the enemy wants to do to destroy our generation is to get us isolated. Um, and then we end up using it like as a form of self-sabotage. Right, So I feel like I've, I've seen that in my life a lot um, where, first of all, I, I don't realize I'm doing it, but then, um, so like I said, once I'm there, it's like this, well, I need to be alone because I, I have to rest, but I'm using that as an excuse to not break through my own fear of connecting with people. Yeah, um, And I think that's sort of like something similar to what you said is like, there's this weird balance we have to try to find with like taking care of ourselves and spending alone time and enjoying that versus like making ourselves alone because we're too scared to do anything else. Cause that's what our normal
0: is or has yeah. become It's scary. <laughs> yeah. And Thank it's, you. it's so, something that I am a little worried about with moving out and living on my own, that I've given myself a game plan that when I start to feel that like inkling of, oh, I'm isolating myself. um, The lady that gave me the tour, like she is absolutely so, so sweet that um, I asked her saying, hey, would you be fine if every now and then I swing by the front desk and give you cookies and she's like girlfriend yes yes Mm. and the place that I'm hoping to get is about like a five minute drive from my church and it's all also closer to my favorite coffee shop Mm-hmm. That I've given myself like a game plan that if I'm feeling this this way, I need to go out. I um, need to do something that fills my cup and that's helping. Even though I also need to be filled up, it's like a weird thing where I love doing things for others because it fills me up yes like um my former boss at the gym I told I told her that when I'm feeling an- anxious or sad I need you to just accept whatever I bring you mm-hmm. and it my love lane, language is receiving coffee and giving coffee (laughs) amen amen I so feel that (laughs) so I was able to remember what my boss liked what um I found out the hard way that she's lactose intolerant and I was able to do this within our like time working together and I am also a like words of affirmation that I, I'm i hoping none of my youth li- listen to this because it will uh, spoil their Christmas gift or my volunteers, but who cares? I have a stack of thank, thank you cards, Christmas cards for the Bible study teach teachers, for the host homes, for the meal providers, for my everyday volunteers, for my youth parents that brought their (laughs) kids to the church, and for my youth. Like, there's so many stacks, because I was starting to doubt my myself and Mm. I isolate myself that I'm I'm like okay I love cards and I love giving cards and so I'm going to make sure everyone just feels the Christmas spirit Mm -hmm. so (laughs) yes no
1: I'm so glad you said that because that is such an important piece to I mean anyone that's dealing with isolation um identifying like you said making a plan for what you're going to do about it is crucial and then also the best thing you can do is give to someone else when you're in that moment because like our selfishness gets in when we isolate and that leads to sin and that's where we get trapped Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: like because we're made to like have friends and like to be friends with god like friends like give and we're not meant to focus on ourselves so much and that's kind of what happens when we like isolate because we're just by ourselves so we naturally just focus on ourselves but that is so incredibly helpful and that's what I noticed this summer for me is like going through probably one of the hardest times of my life and like yet giving every day to my campers was absolutely what got me through it and like restored my soul in a way giving to the people around me, like, that's how we do it. That's how we break out of it. We get off of ourselves and onto others and it makes us feel better. Like, that's so ironic to me
0: too, that like we give to others and it makes us feel better. <laughs> like what? Yes. With um this past so- summer and my podcast knows I love camp. I'm passionate about church, church camp and it's been hard um, having a big girl job, yet I still work with a church, and I still go to camp, but for just like one week, I'm not working at camp, and so this past summer, I did a lot of it, Instagram stalking to find out who was working at camp even people I have never met that I was able to find their Instagram I wrote them a encouraging note and know that it wasn't just like a cheap card it was like the seven dollar cutesy card at Target that Mm I sent it out and um, One of the girls, Mac, she was one of the guests here that she said that I kept on to that card the entire summer, that even in the midst of me doubting myself, I would go back and reread it. And it's just something that even with being out of the camp world and that makes me sad I am like, I have been able to find ways to still pour into the staff, even when I feel like isolated, I, my, either my closest friends near my work are high school kids or people, people who have great grandkids that I am able to find different ways to pour in that my church has a; it's called the either the care team or the reach team. That their ministry is to go to the people who can't come to church, who have surgery or can't drive or um, need help in that in that sense. And I asked the head person. Who is the associate pa- pastor at my church? And I asked, um, would y'all's team consider writing encouraging notes to the staff? That it's a big like it hit it hits home for me, but I'm also one per person, and I've been in their their shoes. And if I receive a card from someone I have never met that says, hey. I'm praying for for you you got this it's going to be fine and know that you are changing lives even though you can't see it like that's just something that I'm very hyped for because I want those college kids know that even if feeling isolated with being out of the day-to-day life that they are still being prayed for and mm-hmm. cared for by some yeah, yeah, who that wears a christmas tree costume in <laughs> july
1: <laughs> yes oh my goodness yeah and i think the important part about that is like when we reach out, it reminds us that we're not alone. And that's the beauty of it because we're stepping out and showing our care and love for someone else. And even if we can't see them receive it, like they'll never know exactly the impact that those cards are gonna have on those staff members. Um, But just the ability to reach out and not have that sense of I'm alone, it's all about me, focus that we get into. And I, I know for a fact, like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. That's that that staff is so going to appreciate those cards and letters. I know I definitely would, <laughs> even if it was from a stranger, like that's so encouraging just to have that knowledge. And, and even just to have the church, like actually saying that they're praying for them and praying for them because like we forget prayer is such a resource mm-hmm. too, even when we're feeling alone and isolated, like we just get on our knees and pray and start praying for other people, then we can feel like our lives have more significance in a sense. You know, like I noticed that, like when I pray for other people, it's like, okay, well maybe this is doing something or I'm making a change (laughs) or like, (laughs) yeah, I can be, I can be more than just me and my isolation and my sadness.
0: Yeah. How has isolation impacted your day-to-day life with being at camp
1: Mm. that's good um it's interesting because um the fall and winter months the off season we call it for camp is so drastically different than the summer mainly because of that element because when you're here in the summer every single day is filled with there's you know 100 plus staff that are here and and all the the counseling team um and all the campers like you know we have the camp that i work at is huge (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know we've got like like 500 600 campers each week and like the the hustle and bustle of all that plus just the connection the community the constant go is really really different than the off season when it's just like our, our full-time staff team with like 15 people and then like us you know six interns are just kind of here cleaning everything up and taking <laughs> care of all the behind the scenes whatever mm-hmm. um so we've really had to and we've wrestled our team has had a lot of interpersonal issues just trying to figure out how to be leaders how to work well as a team um we're all super like growing and learning in those areas Um, But we really had to lean on each other more, because we're all we have here now we don't have, you know, 20 counselors that we can pick and choose who to go to today for. Um, And then for me personally, I've had to really reach out to the community that's in this town. Um, And I'm, I'm lucky and blessed that this is where I grew up is this area. So, I have community here. There's a couple other interns who don't, and they have really had to push themselves to step out to go to local churches in the area. Um, But yeah, we've had to be a lot more intentional with our community here because we're kind of up here and isolated, but we're living together and working together. So, figuring out how to work through conflicts and still have great community has been a big thing for all of us because we can't just, like, all not speak to each other, (laughs) you know, (laughs) frustrated or whatever, like, oh, yeah, you really have to deal with, like, the hard conflicts so that we don't lose that community, and we don't get isolated, um, yeah, it's different, it was definitely a transition, like, right after the summer to come, and, and it'll be interesting to see and, like, feel what next summer is gonna, like, feel like after all this, (laughs) so, yeah, how has, um, the transition of like I know that you've talked a lot about your last church and this church
0: mm-hmm. but
1: um even just like the different youth that you're experiencing
0: um
1: what's it like when when you're working with your students like how do you do you feel connected to them do you feel like is it when is it difficult to connect with them um like how is it a struggle sometimes to like be able to go and and make yourself vulnerable in that sense.
0: It has been different. It has been a challenge because within my last church, they had a couple of years with not having a youth pastor, but also it was a pandemic Mm -hmm. versus now I was hired a couple weeks after the last one left right and so it's been kind of hard trying to connect with them mm-hmm. but it is getting easy easier each week yeah. like um, this is like a first that at youth this week I had more high high school guys there. And that's like weird because that never happens. It's always girls. Like I am used to always having girls, but I had just a bunch of high school guys and I would ask them a a question and they would make those like, side remarks that are hilarious (laughs) that yeah they're i forgot one that one of of them said but um it just shows that within growing and learn learning that they are slowly trusting me Mm -hmm. they are slowly seeing that Like, yeah, I'm not the last guy, but I also plan on staying here for a long time. Like I'm not planning on moving or going to a different church. My plan is to stay here. And that's not the norm because a normal youth pastor turn over the max is about two years that after that two-year mark, then they go somewhere else, or they become a, full, a full-time a pastor, mm-hmm. and the cool part is I'm different, that I'm willing to be very vulnerable and remind myself that um, these kids are still trying to get to know me, and yeah. see that um it will be fun but also they will learn something from from it and it's just been just such a joy cuz i have a youth that's one of the youngest there and he is normally the first one there and the last one gone, but he gets dropped off earl early and we play foosball. And he loves oh. demolishing me. Like he, <laughs> <clears throat> he finds joy. He finds just excitement. Like that dopamine when he beats me, <laughs> like I... <laughs> that's so funny it's just such a joy and Mm -hmm. it's been cool that I've had youth step up and lead worship because yes I can sing but I want my youth to be the ones that are in charge leading Mm -hmm. it and I'm supervising it and I'm encouraging them saying hey uh let me let me know which song that y'all want to do i will make sure the slides are prepped and ready to go i'll I'll make sure the mics are on and i just let me know what i can do yet it is hard because they are both in the gator so there's times that one will be gone or both of them will be gone which is hard and I've had to adapt where there will be one Wednesday that we do have worship and then the ne- the ne- next one we don't and it's just ministry it do- doesn't go as planned that mm-hmm. I've I've had to learn the hard way that things just don't go as planned god will look at you and say oh you thought this would go well mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I am learning that too oh let, man let me just flip everything upside down mm-hmm. where you will realize that it is not about you
1: yeah it's about
0: it is about me mm, see and that's why he does it too yeah I, I love though
1: that you are Humble enough, first of all, to give your students that kind of leadership and responsibility, and you are essentially creating like the springboard for them to bounce off of to find their callings and to, you know, build their confidence to become leaders. I think that's really
0: honorable. It's really amazing. Yeah, it's been just so good, very different, but Mm -hmm. also very good. That I am excited to go to work. I get there, Woo. I get there early while a normal per- person would get there right when office hours start. Um, and I just get in there and I'm doing work, and it's stuff that I love. Mm. Besides um, talking on the the phone, mm-hmm. I don't like that. I still do do it. Yet everyone is just patient with with me. That it within this work environment, I have slowly but very fast started to accept my stutter and real, realize that for one, it's okay to stutter. Um, it's not the end of the world. The rapture is not here mm-hmm. and God is not bringing you, bringing you up. Like it is completely fine to get stuck. It is completely fine to block and they will still understand you. Mm-hmm. It will just take a longer time. And it's just been such joy that I order food in the drive-thru and I stutter and I'm not crying afterwards. Like yes. it's, oh. it, it's just been such a joy where I will speak up in church ma- meetings and I will say my two cents and instead of just keeping it to myself, it's just been such a joy that I've got to this point where like yeah don't get me wrong I still get scared it's still scare scary but I've grown a lot faster than um the last the last time that we had this zoom call (laughs) yeah that's amazing to hear too because even
1: when we talk about like isolation it sort of hit me that like that must be an extra challenge for you too that affects your self-isolating is that that fear of, of speaking um, and I don't want to put words in your mouth you can speak to that if you want um, how that's affected you but also I feel like it'd be encouraging to know um, what you've done and how you've been able to sort of get to this place that you are now where you're you're overcoming that and you're stepping out of of isolating yourself and realizing that the world's not going to end if you speak and stutter you know like that's so good and sometimes we do like we get in these really like black and white fight or flight moments of fear where it's like this feels like this could kill me but it won't and I've had to remind yeah. myself that so much like you're not gonna die if you you know say something <laughs> right now like you really won't die I promise <laughs> it's
0: yeah a- it's it all started at my part part time job working at the gym. My Ooh. boss, Vanity, yeah, yeah. she believes in me, and she still does. Like she, mm-hmm. she would say that yes, like I I know, and you have ha- have told me talking on on the phone is scary but know that i will be right next to you that if things just if the person is just being mean just give me the phone and having that having someone who um believed in in me and still and still does is huge and i was a- able to make friends at the gym i was a- able to have conversations with people who were a lot older than me but they were all also extremely kind and that just led in, in into just thinking like man like <laughs> not everyone sucks like mm-hmm. not everyone mm. in this world sucks and within their therapy if we want to go into like the science of it all yeah. is yeah, that it- <laughs> let me have it please <laughs> and just know that i am no science major i mm. like i am just re what my therapist told me. Mm -hmm. And it's that it would make sense for people to not make fun of you as you have grown older is because everyone's frontal lobe has developed. It makes sense for people who are younger with their frontal lobe not develop, developed um, laugh at you. And when you come across some, someone that, that does, like, yes, tell yourself saying, man, this sucks, but there's a chance that their front, frontal lobe has not developed. I can have this opportunity to let them know saying, Hey, like, God just, God just like blessed me with talking like this. Mm -hmm. It's completely normal. It's fine. Um, I'm not having a stroke. Like I am completely fine. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I don't know. Um, Like I, it was all start with like vanity just believing in me, which led me to do things that would petrify me, would scare me where I would have a full-blown anxiety uh, uh, attack that now I'm able to have conversations and not get all off. awkward and like uh, Mm -hmm. uh, like I'm able to speak yet saying my saying my name is still hard but it's not going to stop me that yeah yeah, it's just I don't know if I fully answered that I I was just going on a preacher trail (laughs) no
1: you did you did and I love oh my goodness I love it um but what I was thinking while you were saying that too, is there are people that I know, like I can think of that I've had in my life who have been that, that person for me, what they, all they did is just believed in me. And like, that was enough to help me have the confidence to believe in myself. And that's what I love about camp. And I always bring everything back to camp because it's girl, my whole world right
0: now. Girl, say but- same. And I'm I'm like a couple years out of it and I still do.
1: Still. No, it's so good. But that's what I love about camp because I feel like we are that person for the campers a lot of the time. Someone that they've never had just say, like, I believe in you and you can do this. And even if we never see them again, um I've been really lucky, like there's been sometimes um, the retreats that we've had this fall where I've seen some of my campers again and like just last weekend, one of them was here and she just like, I don't know, she's just so sweet. But um, even if we never see them again, like just giving them that little spark, that little confidence boost um, can can change their life and change the the trajectory of like where they're going and, and what they wanna do and give them the confidence to believe in themselves it's so cool and such an honor to be in that position that we can do that for a camper and that's like all that we're here for right like like that's why we're here is yeah. is to to show the love of christ to those campers however they need it
0: okay. how do Man. you feel
1: like um with camp specifically how do you feel like camp has prepared you for your job in ministry
0: shoot girl that is a <laughs> good question it, it came to me like 10 minutes ago i've been waiting <laughs> oh man my toes these are get, get being cold so i'm gonna put my shoes back on while just making noise um <laughs> so I know, I like, you're
1: like outside right now and it's like it's literally 20 degrees and like <laughs> snowing right now so
0: there's no way <laughs> well here in texas it's currently 44 um and oh, cool. yeah it is cold yeah we've had this like weird cold front trying i i have like a table right here and so i've been like switching with positions and not realizing that wow you were going to make lots of noise <laughs> man <laughs> well how has camp prepped me for my church job, for working in ministry? The first thing is it has prepped me for kids that don't know the Bible, mm. that when um, I tell my youth saying, hey, uh, flip to a uh, second temple, such and such and such and such and I will see a few youth having a hard hard time and I will say that um if you find first Timothy it's just the next book and if um they are still having a hard time I get like the page number and let them know and make it as like a group instead of just one because yes. if you isolate someone speaking mm-hmm. on isolate, exactly isolation, yep. if you isolate someone out for not knowing something that everyone does know right it will lead them a, a straight uh, that was they <laughs> you're good you're good <laughs> it would lead them astray and away Mm -hmm. from the church with attending a bible school um something that really surprised me is that and know that I love all of my professors I know that this professor doesn't work there anymore but I was talking to one of his um, stu- students and he was t- telling me that yeah my professor gave me a hard hard time for not knowing something in the old testament that mm-hmm. it's not my my fault that my parents did not raise me in a church like I was right, not raised exactly. in that and that just like opened my eyes e- even more that even with kids that are raised in a church um they like so that is part one of the episode with my sweet friend kill me um tune into the next ep- episode for part part two and as i always say is if you ever meet someone that stutters be kind and don't be a jerk.